0: Hi, I'm Angie Stebbinger and this is Mindful Missionary. Episode 1, Watch Your Thoughts. All missionaries face challenges, lots of challenges. The way you choose to think amid those challenges will determine whether you survive or whether you thrive. This is the podcast where we prepare future missionaries to thrive. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day. If you're listening to this as part of your assignment for the Mindful Missionary course, props to you for being a great student. If you aren't enrolled in the course, welcome! So happy to have you join us. You'll be equipped with some great tools here to help you prepare for your mission. But I highly recommend you also check out the course at mindfulmissionary.com. All right, enough of my shameless plug. Let's talk about the power of our thoughts, shall we? When King Benjamin gave his famous address from the tower to all of the people gathered around the temple, he taught, watch yourselves and your thoughts and your words and your deeds. I've always believed that watching our thoughts was important, but I mostly took it to mean that we should avoid two specific types of thoughts, thoughts that are immoral and thoughts that are critical or judgmental of others. But lately, I've spent a lot of time really pondering how much our thoughts matter, and not just the immoral or the judgmental ones. And what I've discovered is that the thoughts we choose to dwell on have a huge impact on the way we're experiencing our lives. Since this is a podcast for preparing missionaries, it seems only fitting that we should use an example from the Book of Mormon. This was shared with me by Jody Moore, whom I'll talk more about in a few minutes. Now, we are all really familiar with the story of Lehi's family leaving Jerusalem. We all are very familiar with Laman and Lemuel, Nephi and Sam, and their family's experience as they fled from Jerusalem and wandered in the wilderness and were eventually led to the Promised Land. So I'm not going to give much of the backstory at all. But what I want to do is share a couple of verses where Laman is describing the experience that he's had, and he's talking to his brother Nephi, and here's what he says. He says, And thou art likened to our father, led away by the foolish imaginations of his heart. Yea, he hath led us out of the land of Jerusalem, and we have wandered in the wilderness these many years, and our women have toiled, being big with child, and they have borne children in the wilderness, and suffered all things, save it were death. And it would have been better that they had died before they came out of Jerusalem than to have suffered these afflictions. Behold, these many years we have suffered in the wilderness, which time we might have enjoyed our possessions and the land of our inheritance. Yea, we might have been happy. Now, he was pretty passionate about his experience, wasn't he? It would have been better that we had died, he said. And if we'd stayed back in Jerusalem, we might have been happy, rather than suffering in all of this misery. Now, let's listen to Nephi. Here are a couple verses from Nephi as he describes the experience he's had. He says, and we did travel and wade through much affliction in the wilderness, and our women did bear children in the wilderness. And so great were the blessings of the Lord upon us that while we did live upon raw meat in the wilderness, our women did give plenty of suck for their children, and were strong, yea, even like unto the men. And they began to bear their journeyings without murmurings. And thus we see that if it so be that the children of men keep the commandments of God, he doth doth nourish them and strengthen them and provide means whereby they can accomplish the things which he has commanded them. Wherefore, he did provide means for us while we did sojourn in the wilderness. Now that's quite a contrast, isn't it? But how could this be? How could there be two totally different stories if they lived together and shared the same experiences? It's because Lehman decided that the title of his story was, It Would Have Been Better That We Had Died. And he chose to nurture that thought or belief. And since that's what he was looking for, he found plenty of proof that that was true and he was miserable. Now, Nephi, on the other hand, decided that the title of his story was something like, The Lord blesses us in miraculous and unexpected ways. And he chose to nurture that thought or belief, and in turn found plenty of evidence that that was true, and he felt grateful. So we have one brother who's miserable, and another who's grateful, all while experiencing the same challenges. Interesting, isn't it? Notice that King Benjamin listed thoughts first, before our words or our deeds. I believe this is because every experience we have in our lives, whether happy or sad, hopeful or discouraging, starts with our thoughts, and that the feelings we have aren't necessarily determined by the circumstances of our lives or what's happening in our lives. Just like Laman and Nephi had two totally different experiences going through the same things— I believe our experiences drastically change depending on the thoughts we choose to nurture or the evidence we look for. There's another scripture that I've always thought was a little strange, but now makes complete sense to me. It's from Proverbs, and it says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I used to always wonder, wait, what? How do we think in our hearts? But what I believe this scripture means is that what we think determines what we feel in our hearts, that our thoughts create our emotions. Even though we really want to believe that what that other person said hurt our feelings, or that poor grade we got on our test made us discouraged, or that our companion who eats all of our food makes us mad, these things outside of ourselves can't make us feel hurt, discouraged, or angry. Those people or events trigger thoughts, and the thoughts we choose to nurture create those emotions within us. Now, if you're not quite convinced about this, that's okay. Don't worry. Hang with me. I promise that we'll discuss this in more detail in upcoming podcasts. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what led me to this work. All of my adult life, I've had this sort of nagging question. The scriptures teach us that the natural man is an enemy to God, right? And we often talk about overcoming the natural man, but I never really understood exactly how to do that. How do we overcome something if it's what comes naturally? After all, if something comes naturally, we don't really have a choice. Or do we? For those of you enrolled in my Mindful Missionary course, you know that we study the CTFAR model, which I'll just refer to as the model, that we study it in depth. For those of you who aren't in the course, if you're headed off on a mission anytime soon, you should be. I promise that the tools I teach there are life-changing, so come and join us. Just visit mindfulmissionary.com for more information. But when I began applying this work, and in particular, the model, I began to experience changes in my life almost immediately. By the way, this model was developed by Brooke Castillo, an amazing life coach, so I want to be sure to give her proper credit for it. But this model helps me with two key things. First, it helps me identify when and where that natural man in me is showing up in my life. And it helps me identify the problems he's creating for me. Second, it gives me step-by-step tools for consciously... Turning away from the natural man in order to create the experience I want for myself in my life. In essence, it's taught me how to deliberately choose the way I want to experience my life rather than just letting life happen to me and trying to push against all of the hard and smile through it. (laughs) People always say that happiness is a choice, right? And I've always believed that, but I never really knew quite how to choose it. And this model lays all of that out for me in a clear, linear way that just made sense, but that I'd never understood before. Now, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that choosing it is always easy. We'll always have that natural man in us creating problems. But at least now I know where to focus my efforts when I'm ready to kick him to the curb. (laughs) And contrary to what most of the world believes, the focus is not on changing our circumstances so that we can feel better, nor changing our actions or the actions of others. The secret's not even in changing how we feel or getting, quote unquote, a better attitude. The secret lies in changing your thoughts. Once you do, all of those other things follow. The problem is most of us aren't even really aware of what we're thinking. If you don't believe me, I promise you'll find this is true once you really start doing this work. And that's the work we'll do in this course. We're going to learn to really notice what's going on in our minds and our brains and become much more aware of our thinking so that we can then intentionally choose what we want to think and what we want to believe. So. Back to what led me to this work. My family and I recently moved to a small town in Mexico. Now, I grew up in this town, but for the rest of my family, this was a move to a foreign country with a foreign language, foreign customs and culture, all of it, which you would think might have been harder on them than for me. At least that's what I expected. But what I found was the complete opposite. Everyone seemed to be adapting pretty well. I was the one who was really struggling to be happy living here. In fact, I was pretty miserable. I was trying really hard to be happy. I was trying to put on a smile every day. I was trying to see the good. I was trying to make lemonade. (laughs) You know that old saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? The problem is that when you're constantly believing that life is giving you lemons, you find yourself juicing lemons all day long. Long. (laughs) And I was tired of squeezing. I was tired of lemonade. And the thought that just kept going through my mind was, it shouldn't be this hard to be happy. Well, one day on a visit back to California where we had moved from, I was visiting with a good friend and she knew how much I was struggling to be happy in my new environment. And she suggested I listen to a podcast called Better Than Happy. So I did. Now, this podcast is hosted by Jody Moore, who's an extremely successful life coach and who is amazing. And before you know it, I was enrolled in her program. And then within a few weeks, I was headed off on an intense in-person week-long self-help conference. With Jody's help, I discovered that my approach was all wrong, that as long as I was believing that I was being given lemons, I would always be squeezing, or in other words, exerting lots of willpower to push against those things that are hard in my life. Instead, I learned to question that belief altogether. Maybe what I thought were sour lemons weren't lemons at all. And when I learned how to question that belief, And nurture much more useful thoughts. Do you know what I discovered? I discovered that there were far less lemons in my life than I'd thought. And that when, on occasion, I really feel like something is a lemon, it's okay. I don't have to try and turn it into lemonade. I can just allow it to be a lemon. I don't have to make lemonade. Sometimes I just collect a few lemons on my kitchen counter for a while, metaphorically speaking, and that's okay. Hopefully I haven't lost you with this lemonade analogy. What I'm trying to tell you is that the work we'll be doing in our Mindful Missionary course is twofold. One, we'll learn to question our thoughts and discover whether they're serving us or not, and then practice intentionally choosing thoughts that will serve us well. And when we do this, we'll find that we have far less lemons to squeeze. And two, when we do come across a lemon, and by a lemon, I just mean a difficult experience or a negative emotion we're experiencing, we'll learn how to simply allow it rather than resisting it. We'll learn how to process those emotions in a healthy way that will serve us far better than resisting it and pushing against it. And learning to do this, my friends, is life-changing. So when I read King Benjamin's counsel to watch our thoughts, I want to say, uh, (laughs) no kidding. That was an understatement. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me on my first ever podcast. I'm so excited to be on this journey of learning to overcome the natural man with you. I wish I had understood these things when I served my mission. But I'm grateful that I can teach them to you before you head off on yours. I know you're going to thrive. Again, if you haven't joined our Mindful Missionary course, now's the time. Visit mindfulmissionary.com to check it out. Till next time, watch your thoughts, my friends. There is great power in them.